0: Okay, I'm obsessed with Audible because it lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. And with female writers and heroines, celebrity narration, multicast productions, Audible has you covered for every type of excitement that you're looking for, including true crime and mystery, and I know all of you love that too. For example, right now, I'm listening to None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com/realitylife or text reality life to 500-500. That's audible.com/realitylife or text reality life to 500-500. You're at a place you just discovered, and being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resy helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. <laughs>
1: Okay, chef.
0: You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say
1: nothing because you're speechless.
2: That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The
0: amazing Kate Casey. Welcome back for another episode of Reality Life with Kate Casey. Hope that you have had a great week. And this is the latest part of my personal series I have been podcasting for so many years. There's so many new listeners. And I thought maybe I should go back and tell them my own personal story because I spend so much time interviewing people that participate on reality shows or who make documentaries or series. And I always find that once you find out someone's personal story, it usually gives terrific context to the sequence of events of their life and really to understand the way they look at life, the lens through which they look at life. So, I've gone back the last couple Saturdays, and I really began from the beginning growing up in suburban Philadelphia, going to an underprivileged school called the Milton Hershey School in Hershey, PA, having a a father that basically disappeared, a stepfather who was abusive and did not want us to live at home, going to that boarding school, eventually going to college in DC, becoming an intern during one of the biggest political scandals, having a short marriage, moving to Virginia Beach, ultimately divorcing, eventually moving to Los Angeles, meeting my husband, being reunited with my estranged father, and then of course, what my life has been like uh, in terms of my career in media consulting and then writing and now moving into podcasting. Along this journey, I have begun unraveling my own father's story, which is complicated and confusing. He disappeared for decades. I had no communication with him. My parents had a very turbulent relationship. My mom was a single mother when she met him. He adopted my half-sister and then went on to have my sister, Megan, and then myself. And then, like I said, disappeared. When my sister found him when I was early into my second pregnancy, in my early 30s, we met up with him. And he's very peculiar. He now speaks with an Irish accent. He has changed his name. His name is William Paul. My mother knew him as Paul. He was also an an Episcopalian. And now he goes by the name Liam, and he's a devout Roman Catholic. Over the course of episodes, I've interviewed my mom. I've now interviewed my father. The last episode where I left off, I asked him some very pointed questions. His behavior was strange. He asked me many times if this was being recorded or our conversation was recorded, he asked me several times why I was asking him questions, which I explained I thought was human nature for a child to want to know where her father disappeared to and where she comes from. He did discuss how he was involved in organizations, forceful organizations, as he explained, in Ireland during the late 70s and 80s. My mom mentioned that when they were married, they, he traveled often and was very secretive about those trips. You can go back and listen to those episodes as well. So where we are now is, as I left off last episode, is that at the suggestion of a friend who works in law enforcement, that I should file a, a Freedom of Information Act request to the FBI. And that request, finally, I received an answer. And so it says in the paperwork here, you've requested records on one or more third-party individuals. Please be advised the FBI will neither confirm nor deny the existence of such records pursuant to FOIA exemptions B6 and B7C, 5 U.S.C. 552, B6, and B7C. The mere acknowledgement of the existence of FBI records on third-party individuals could reasonably be expected to constitute an unwarranted invasion of personal privacy. This is our standard response to such requests and should not be taken to mean that records do or do not exist. As a result, your request has been closed. And then it says, please visit the FBI website and select requesting FBI records for more information about making requests for records on third-party individuals living or deceased. So then it gives you a a code, an explanation of exemptions with the subsections of Title V, United States Code Section 552. So what I found difficult to understand was that basically there's nothing to these codes. When I went back to the section as requested, B6 and B7C, it basically just says, Personnel and medical files and similar files, the disclosure of which would constitute a clearly unwarranted invasion of personal privacy. Now the operative word would be personnel and then the second operative word, medical files. So would that be in relation to the time that he served in the military in the late 60s? And then the second part is that, again, it would be an invasion of personal privacy. So that was confusing to me. So then I looked up at the request of my friend who was an attorney who also walked through the paperwork with me. That friend is a government attorney, by the way. We went back and looked at what that section means in the government codes. So this is what it says. What is five USC 552B exemptions? This exemption allows the withholding of properly classified documents. The basis for classification is expressly limited to protecting an interest of national defense or foreign policy. The rules for classification are established and periodically updated by the president. So what in the world does that mean? I'm more confused as ever. Could it be just a very blanket umbrella Thing where they're just not giving me any information because it would be a violation of his personnel records when he was in the military? Does that mean he actually did work for law enforcement in some capacity over those years? Does that mean he was working with a foreign agency? Why are these papers classified? My next move was to ask Jonathan Mark, who's a friend of mine and a very well-known medium who works with law enforcement on cracking cases all the time, and most importantly, helps people work through issues of closure in relation to those that have passed. So I asked him, do you think we could do a call where I can channel my grandmother and hope to get some answers that obviously I can get from my own father and from my own mother? And he willingly did so, and I recorded it, and you are going to hear some of that. Now, after that call I called my mom and we went through some of the things he said. Most importantly, in one section, he says, When I asked him, was I, my mother, or my sister and myself, any of us, ever at a point where we were in a position of danger because of him? And he said, Yes. So my mom went on to tell me that she had a recollection of something that happened when I was four. And it was astounding. And so I called her and asked her to retell that story so that you could also hear it. As I've said, this is all a process of me unraveling it all. And I feel like you guys are all participating in this process. And I would just want to first say thank you to everybody who has been so kind to me and surprisingly relates to so much of this. It is very difficult to grow up without any information about a parent. And it's certainly most interesting when it's not always what it appears to be. Thank you again for all the kind notes. And I feel like this is still an ever going process. So these were my calls with Jonathan and with my mom. And the second part of that call with my mom, I will continue into next episode next Saturday. So again, I just want to remind you to keep checking every Saturday episode. It begins with episode, I believe, 331. And then you can skip every Saturday to get the latest episodes. I believe this is now the seventh part. So you can go back and listen to that. As always, I want to remind you to subscribe to the show. And by doing so, every time there's a new episode, it will pop up on your phone and you don't have to remind yourself. It'll just pop up and give you the reminder. So make sure that you subscribe. And as always, you've got to join the Facebook group, Reality Life with KKC. And it has been very helpful to me to hear the insight of so many people. And if you look, work in law enforcement or you've spent time in Ireland, you have to know that all of your information is equally as important as the own research that I do. So here is my interview, my call, if you will, with Jonathan and then my mom. I know everybody right now is on a health kick and that's why I want to tell you about Roe Body Program. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. It could be you too. Body program members have support throughout the process. Row's partner handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to the provider on demand for any questions. And you can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. And this means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to ro.com slash kkc. Sign up today and you're going to pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's roco slash kkc.
2: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's angi.com
0: dot In this pursuit of finding out what happened to my dad in the years where he disappeared and the reason he disappeared, um, I've wondered often about my grandparents, his parents, and how much they were witness to this craziness and maybe... I was hoping that you could give me some insight by channeling them on why he walked away from us and where he's
1: been. Yeah, I could definitely do that. So okay. I'll start. You know how I do think I'm not even going to explain, but your grandma's name is the, like the FLO name, right? The flow, like the show.
0: Her name was Florence, but people called her Flossie. I think that okay. her friends called her Flossie. And I think my... Maybe my grandfather did, but
1: Florence. Okay, I see the FLO name. Um, So there's a couple of things that um, she's coming like right off the bat with. The first first one is the reason why you guys never saw each other. And in order to keep him calm and happy, it's kind of like you do what he asked them to do. It seems like he had some type of temper, some type of whatever. It was his choice for you to be not involved with your grandparents and who was your grandfather a priest like a big like um Mm -hmm.
0: he was an Episcopal priest
1: because that's a whole other thing like your relationship with your grandparents is a whole other thing as well too like their relationship but their relationship with your father they keep saying and in relationship with you they keep showing to me that like he was the divide as to why you like it was it was basically him because what she's showing me is she's putting him there and separating the both of you from what she's shown to me she's putting him directly in the middle based on his choices when he was younger and that's why it's separated like that's why you you guys are separated.
0: Now he did not admit to having a second child, meaning me, to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Did my grandmother think of me
1: as her grandchild? Yes. So it's 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 funny you say that because he tried to. So it, I know you have a sister. It seems like he did credit your sister as his child. Like mm-hmm. he would say that. But with you, for some reason, he because it's interesting because she keeps saying the tune of him now is different than how it was when you were a kid true of like saying that you're his child and stuff just the tune is very different What she's also saying as well with that too is when you were a kid and i just don't think your parents had a good relationship and i think he was trying to take it out like his relationship with your mom he was taking it out on you and taking it out on you with him and his family like completely mm-hmm. you were and also what she's saying too because she's laughing at this is It's like hypocritical, is essentially what she's showing to me. It's just very hypocritical because it seems like, as much as your father was doing that, he also wanted the attention from his family. And like, it's very weird how he tried to push you away, but he also wanted the attention and the respect and everything from everyone else. So Mm -hmm. she's saying it's just like a little weird. Okay. Yeah. I see his tune is completely changed now with you. Yeah,
0: oh, no, he like calls me constantly. I have to avoid his calls. He's like a stalker. Um my grandfather passed away before I was born. So mm-hmm. I never met him. Um yeah. but
1: the priest, right?
0: Yes. My mom said that he enjoyed being a grandfather. I yeah. wondered if after he passed away, he had less interest in my sister because he was almost faking it for his father. Like like, oh, I'm a happy dad, but not, but once he passed away, he was like, "I can quit this charade,
1: so I think that's a huge part of it. I also think a huge part of it as well from so it's like a it's like, um, so your grandfather definitely has a past with things. I see he's not um from what I'm seeing like this yes, he's a priest, but not this like I don't know if he got. Like removed from a church or like he Oh, his- he did. Oh
0: yeah. He they moved him around to different churches. The question is why? Okay. So let me back up. Did my grandfather seek the priesthood because it was a cover? Or was that really like a calling he felt?
1: So I will definitely say your grandfather was religious. I'm not gonna say it was a cover up because that's not okay, it, but he was covering something.
0: Was it his sexuality?
1: Looks like it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Like, but he definitely was religious. So I don't want to discredit him in any way because he definitely had a passion for, you know, being a priest. Like, I can see he, I also see too, and I know this is like a weird thing to say, but having power and that was a way to have power too. Oh, sure. In that time period of time. So I see he liked, He definitely had a religious background, but he also had to cover something up and enjoyed to be like the big man on campus type of thing.
0: Now, in regards to the sexuality, did they move him from church to church because he had relationships with men in the church or other priests and they wanted to keep that quiet? I'm assuming because during that time, to be a gay man would have been a huge no-no.
1: Yeah, I see it from from really what I see. I It just looks like it's just based on relationship with men and him, I'm assuming probably getting caught, but he keeps showing me his sexuality was the reason he was bouncing around yeah. to places.
0: So he married my grandmother. They were quite older when they got married. And I don't think they had my father until they were 40, which at the time seems like...
1: That's not normal. Yeah, th- that, would have been that time. My grandma had people when she was like 17.
0: Exactly. So, did my grandmother understand that he was gay?
1: So, your grandma—I will say this: your grandma's one of the nicest people coming forward. I'm not saying your grandpa's not either. Yeah, they're both pretty smart. In I know this is like a, and a stupid term to use to talk about something as serious as this, but a power couple to have these power couples because your grandma keeps saying her family was powerful in its own, whether Mm -hmm. it's money or connections, whatever it is. And then marrying a priest or someone like that, she's saying it was like two... It's like a power couple. It's like two strong people together, Mm -hmm. whatever. Because the only difference I can really tell you about it between them from how I'm seeing them coming through is they're both nice people. Your grandfather definitely enjoyed that big man on campus feel, like he enjoyed it. Your grandmother could, didn't really care as much, I can okay. see. Like, that's the only difference I can see is like one really enjoyed it, one could care less, like, which makes a lot of sense to me based on things like their personalities and stuff. It makes a lot of sense to me.
0: So they were in not really a romantic relationship, but it seemed like more of a partnership.
1: 100% it, it was a partnership. Okay. 100%. And it was honestly they had so much respect for each other. Like yeah. that's the thing. There was a lot of respect for each other. Yeah.
0: So as my my father's growing up, what what did they think of him as a child as a, as as a young man? Did they feel like he changed?
1: His father seems like he Yes, he seems like an amazing grandparent. I don't know if he was like an amazing like parent. Is there's like but Yeah, okay. Um, but your your grandma keeps saying to me that he's he came across very normal, like he did come across like um like very smart, like really like like you know like how there's people that are like um can come across very socially awkward because they're so smart, yeah and stuff. Not saying that's him. She's just saying like he had a good personality with being smart. And so she so she thought like he was going to and this is what she's showing to me. Like she was he was going to do something more than what he did. Right. It's essentially what she's showing to me. And that he wouldn't because she's saying when he hit his twenties, he changed.
0: Is that was that like schizophrenia? Is that a mental health disorder? Or was he just getting it, for lack of a better term becoming friends with the wrong
1: people she keeps t- she saying to me influences changed him
0: were those influence? did those influences begin when he was in the military
1: yeah she's just saying influences changed him and then like he completely became a completely different person in his 20s like there was just like a complete switch and then i and then she was pointing around saying there was influences around him that made him different. And she's also laughing at me too and she's pointing at you about it as well. Yeah, she was saying he has more identities than anyone. Like right. truly. Yeah, she's she's saying for someone who's like an adult has so many like identities. She's like I don't even know what to call him anymore. Like she's being serious. She's like Well, is that schizophrenia or no? So I have to be honest, like from what she's shown to me, as he got older, I do think he has some type of mental health issue. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's caused from a horrific past.
0: So it, so instead of schizophrenia, it's perhaps like depression or paranoia and anxiety caused by...
1: Yeah, that's, that's what it's... Yeah, it seems like a past created this type of like, you call it schizophrenia, paranoia, whatever you want to call it, like OCD type thing. Like it's from a past that he's, one, he's not dealing with it properly. Like he's not treating it properly. Right, drinking. Yeah, it's caused from a pretty intense past is what I'm going to say. A pretty intense past.
0: Okay, couple questions. Was my mother... And were us as children just covers for him? Like, he wasn't really in love with my mother. And with the idea of having kids, like, was he instructed by someone, like, you need to have a family?
1: So yes and no, because it's more so from what your grandma's shown to me. Like, he did want a family. I don't think he was in love with your mom, like, that much, honestly, mm-hmm. from what he... I'm being shown like she's just being honest with me.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, And it seems like it was kind of like your mom was willing, like your mom wanted to have kids, right? Like willing to do it like pretty fast on, but I do see it benefited him for what he was doing. So it's like a yes and no thing because I could see at one point he did want it, but then, he wanted to live his life doing the stuff he was doing it seems overseas
0: yeah so like we're, so my my sister was a burden to that my mother's a burden to that
1: yeah it just seems like he wanted it and then when it happened he's like oh god like like getting you know, out. Our, yeah
0: now she said when they were dating he would have her drop him off at his apartment but like 3 blocks away and she said, "I. it's not like I didn't know where he lived. And I, and I wondered, were people following him or was he afraid that people were following him?
1: I think it stems from even the past, even before he met your mom, because before he met your mom and even to when after. So he, from what your grandma's was saying, he had a pretty long time of doing some stuff overseas and being involved overseas. Okay. And it seems like it started before your mom and ended well after your mom. Like, okay. so it seems like, because she keeps tapping his head and flickering his brain saying like it was all like mental illness paranoia type of thing.
0: was, was he somebody that uh, I hate to ask this, but did did he, did he do did he personally do harmful things, meaning like hurt people, or was he like the muscle behind it, or, or I don't know, was he the planner? Did he was he doing strategy, or was he the one
1: actually like pulling a lever? So I don't know like in what part, but I know he wasn't pulling any type of lever. I just know like your dad just from what I see has tremendous guilt from things and whether he planned or created a strategic, like, you know, type of architect for it, your dad still feels guilty. And the problem, like people were, I I can see people reported back to him, like what what they did and stuff. And I think he feels like their blood is on his hands. Type okay. of thing I just I don't see your father being the one to like pull a trigger to do something, like I see your dad being too smart for that, honestly
0: so he so Paul the Episcopalian needed to be did he shed that identity and become Liam the Roman Catholic, completely switch his denomination and his name as a cover up
1: I think it's be from what your grandma's saying and the way that shes describing it so like it seems like he wanted a fresh start
0: i see okay and is did he use his faith as as a way of um trying to heal himself like if i go to church maybe i can fix those wrongs
1: 100% yes
0: and over the over the years did he wonder at all where i was or was it just like that that is not an extension of me. Like he he didn't feel any pang because family wasn't important to him.
1: I don't think it directly had to do with you. I just think family was not important to him. I see. I also think from because your grandma keeps showing this to me, like he it seems like he even separated from them at one point. Like really mm-hmm. just check it in here and there. And she's saying here and there was a long period of time of here and there. So she's saying this happened well before you were even born to his own mother is what she's saying. And she's saying again and again like she seems like the sweetest person. She really yeah, does.
0: That's what people said. Did she did he spend all of her money on this or, these organizations?
1: Well, she didn't know, but yeah.
0: And then was he fundraising in any way? Was he meeting with people? In America and overseas to to raise funds, or was it more strategy?
1: seems like it, he it seems like he was strategy, it seems like he was pretty smart like he your grandma's saying like he's as maybe crazy as he comes across. he's actually brilliant.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And was he hired by governments or just worked with organizations?
1: this guy with
0: an i name oh ian paisley that's my my mom okay so my mom said she met he met with a, a man by the name of ian paisley on uh during their honeymoon she had to go home from ireland and he stayed and he met with ian paisley and he just told me this week that he met with him too
1: yeah it just seems like there was some type of partnership wow you have such an interesting past. It's like <laughs> you there should oh. be a freaking movie about it, <laughs> honestly.
0: I just I I I can't get past this grandmother living a couple towns away and not
1: It's because of him. Like she's being honest. Was she, she terrified of him? I don't know if she was terrified. I think it's e I think it was easier to appease him than not to. Mm. Because she's saying Again, she keeps like repeating to me like 20s flipped is what she keeps doing. 20s he flipped, right? And then 20s, she's saying from there on, if she tried to, it's kind of like not, it's not going against him, but if she believes something that he didn't believe, it was like for sure. Like hell was going to arise type of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, my mom, my mom said the same. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So she was just saying it's easier to just like appease him to not deal with that than to like to go back and forth with him because mm-hmm. he will turn a situation from zero to a thousand and a half a millisecond is what she's saying. Like he just spikes so fast with his like anger and stuff.
0: Why is he interested in talking to me now? And when he says things like, I love you, I really care about you, is that someone else in his ear saying you need to make amends or is this something he actually cares about and it, i have to say it doesn't matter to me at this point either way
1: so he definitely cares and loves you now like i just think from his perspective like hindsight's 2020 20 now mm, mm-hmm. like i think he's going back and reflecting on cuz it seems like he is going to church like often to kind of like you know all the wrongs he did try to make it right at this point in his life Mm -hmm. because they're saying like the cards that were dealt to you were not an easy hand Mm -hmm. and most people that were given the cards that you were dealt typically stay in a similar like cycle of life because that's all they know and she's saying like you completely like removed yourself from that so they're very proud and impressed.
0: Would it have been better? Or I often wonder, maybe it had been better that I had absolutely no communication with him as a child.
1: It's good that you didn't. I don't think he was like the way the way that they're saying that if he was not like his priorities were not straight when you were a child.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you were trying to have a relationship with him and because they're saying at an early age, you made like the decision to just, I guess you understood things at a really early age about your father. Like he's not there, like don't try and press him to be there. Mm-hmm. And they're saying if you continue to press him to be there, he just was not mentally sound to even be a parental figure at that time. Like he was so self-involved with things. Right.
0: Was he ever in a position where his own life was in danger?
1: Yeah. I could, Yeah, I saw that a while ago, yeah.
0: And would that have put me in a position of danger?
1: You and your family, yeah. I don't think it would just be... I think it would be like your sister, you, and anyone associated with him, yeah.
0: And was that part of the the fear that my grandmother had? Was that maybe even she was in danger?
1: So your grandma didn't know the full extent. She knew like something was fishy is the best way I can explain it. So I don't think she knew like... That she was in danger because th- how she's coming through to me at that time was like he just com- he just was a different person. But she knew that he was like kind of poking and dipping his toe in the wrong area of things. Yeah. But she wasn't sure exactly what it was. She's also saying, too, it was quite interesting how a certain point in his life, the Irish like heritage became so important to him. You're right. Because, because, and and not saying that it wasn't growing up, but she's saying it wasn't as strong as it was when they were growing up. Mm-hmm. Like it, like they definitely showed some stuff about the Irish heritage, but she's saying at, at a certain point it was just like he became obsessive with it. It was just a very weird transition of, you know, there was some Irish like heritage like in the home, but then it flipped to an obsessive the obsession. Yeah.
2: And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
0: I was talking to you about whether or not there are things that may have made you feel uncomfortable. And when I received a reading from Jonathan, he had noted that Florence had said, by being around Paul, we would have been in a position of danger. When you look back at the time that you knew him, were married to him, and thereafter, were there any little things that you can think of that made you feel like that was odd or I could have potentially been in a position of danger?
3: A couple of times, yes. Without absolute evidence of a dangerous situation, but a feeling that things were not as they seemed. And, you know, his behavior was a little bizarre, quirky, and it was sometimes difficult to discern whether or not it was just quirkiness or his need for attention or something beyond that. But because I could never be sure, um. I was always kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And he did have um a short fuse. Mm-hmm. You know, he would go ballistic over things that didn't seem to make any difference to me at all. They had no merit for me in my life, but um he had a very short fuse and when when he would explode, if you will, um, he was the anger was out of proportion to what was what I thought was really going on, and it was pretty scary. so that probably brings me to that. That incident that I had mentioned to you before, that I, I thought was incredibly bizarre, but I couldn't really get a hook into what it meant or what it was, what was really going on. But if you remember, um, you probably don't because you were really, really young, but when we moved into the house in Westchester, and you remember it sat up on the hill and the driveway was long and you had to come into the driveway at the bottom of the hill pretty slowly because if you went too fast, you would hit the bottom of the car on the, on the drive. Mm -hmm. And it made a pretty loud noise that would echo through, through the circle. Anyway, it was, um, it was late spring or early summer, May, June of 1981, and I was pretty heavily pregnant with Christy. Of course, she was born in July, so I was pretty big at that point, and um, I had all the windows open, and it's an ordinary day. I'm doing whatever you do during the summer or late spring, and... I heard this clump at the bottom of the driveway and then another one and then another one. And I thought, my God, what, what's going on? Somebody's flying up this driveway. So I went out onto the little porch there at the front door and I looked out to my right, which is where the driveway was and and the parking lot. And there were cop cars there. Not only were there cop cars, but the there were police officers in SWAT outfits. You know, with the vests, the bulletproof vests, and SWAT on on their on the back, and they all had automatic weapons pointed right at me. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't have have the baby right there because the, you can't imagine how terrifying it is to to be confronted with something like that. And there was even a guy on the other side of the driveway in, in that wooded area before that other house. And he had what looked like a sniper rifle, you know, with a mm-hmm. with a scope on it. Um, I mean, it makes me dry mouth talking about it now. It, it was terrifying so i put my hands up because i i didn't want them to shoot and uh the policeman who was closest to me asked for this name of a person and i said no one lives here by that name the We just moved in here. It's a brand new house. I have children here. What do you want? And they were apparently looking for someone else. Do you remember what the name was? I don't remember the name. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And
0: they wouldn't tell me. So how long were you standing there for?
3: A couple of minutes, maybe, while they called into wherever they were calling into but they had my name. It wasn't like they just randomly came to the wrong place and they were looking for Mrs. Jones and they found Mrs. Casey, you know, they knew my name. It was very bizarre. And I never got an explanation. After they talked to whomever they spoke with, then they just, backed away, got in their cars, turned around, and left. I never heard another thing. I have no idea what that was about, but it was terrifying.
0: And what did Joe, my stepfather, think of it?
3: He thought that they might have been looking for the builder, or maybe the builder's son, or somebody who had worked on the property. He just blew it off. He didn't think much of it. But then I never really told him anything about Paul oh, mm. and his weird behaviors
0: and so on. Did you share it privately with anybody else? Like a friend or yeah, pre- I, a priest or anyone? I talked
3: to Joan about it. Um, she always thought there was something very squirrely going on there. But no, I mean... What could I say? Mm. And I didn't have any contact with Florence anymore at that point because he cut that off. Otherwise, I, I might have talked to her about it because sure as heck weren't looking for me.
0: The amazing Kate Casey. I, of course, want to thank Jonathan and my mom. And remind you guys again to subscribe, leave a five-star review, jump in that Facebook group Reality Life with KKC. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at, at KKC, Instagram at KKCCA, and on TikTok at it's Kate Casey. You can get my must watch list by going to katecasey.substack.com. And you can also get bonus episodes by going to my Patreon. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash KKC.